welcome to another episode of the Cover 7 State of the Franchise Series. We are talking the capital city in Germany, the Berlin Thunder. Um, can't wait to break down the Thunder in their third season of the ELF. Daniel, what are your initial thoughts on the Thunder's offseason so far? Initial thoughts, explosive. I feel like their offense, their receiving core has just, yeah, leveled up in a way. Um, no other team in Elf has. I think they have arguably the best receiving core in the league, and I think they're going to do some damage. I'm looking forward to watching it. Absolutely. Uh, this is a team that we saw in the first year of the ELF were not very good. And now um, in the second year, they just missed the playoffs. So things seem to be trending in the right direction for um, owner Bjorn Werner and the Berlin Thunder. Um, they'll be playing in the Eastern Division this year with Vienna, Prague, Leipzig, Roklaw, and the uh, Forever Are Enthroners. Um, however, there are many new faces to the team. Uh, Jock Crawford is out. The uh, American running back, along with uh, their quarterback from last season, Joe Germanario, is out. Um, Daniel, introduce us to some of the new faces uh, on this Berlin Thunder offense. Yeah, I think firstly, um, Donovan Ism uh, played in Berlin, uh, played for the Berlin Rebels last year um, in the GFL. Um, had a average season. Uh, if you looked at the tables, it's kind of mid-table, threw for 2,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, which was on the lower side um, of the rest of the league and the rest of the quarterbacks. So it's interesting bringing him in. I think he's a good quarterback, and if you watch him play, you won't say anything but that. Um, is he... Was he the best quarterback available? I'm not sure, um, especially with the new identity they have. They moved away from Jock Crawford, um, great running back, um, but he wasn't getting it done for them, unfortunately. Um, not because he was putting up numbers, but maybe just leading that much in the running game, unless you're Hamburg um, Sea Devils, it's not really going to work. Um, and so they've tried to lean more on the passing game, and they've brought in uh, Max Zimmerman, um, German receiver, Aaron Jackson, had time, short time in the NFL, tore up the GFL, Cologne Crocodiles. Um, and um, uh, Robin uh, Wilzek, who was obviously a Berlin last year. Um, and so, does, so basically, I think the new kind of trio of receivers with Donovan Ism, um, that's their new identity, right? It's just going to be absolutely shredding teams through the air and hoping their defense can stop the opposing team from scoring. Yes, definitely an identity change offensively. Um, I think, yeah, we're going to see a lot of three, four wide receiver sets for for the Thunder going into next year. Um, I I really liked what I saw in Ism last year in the GFL. Um, he is huge. I mean, think, uh, you know, diet Big Ben Roethlisberger is what we're seeing with this guy. He's 6'4", 250 pounds. Uh, there's going to be German linebackers bouncing off of this guy <laughs> as he uh, runs around and extends plays. Uh, so if nothing else, it'll be really fun to watch. Um, Especially, like you said, uh, they bring in Max Zimmerman uh, from the Berlin Adler last year. This guy is a legit stud German receiver. Um, I would put him up against a lot of American receivers in the ELF. Uh, he spent time, you know, as a Canadian uh, global player in the CFL, um, put up big numbers in the GFL. He's going to be one of, like, the homegrown stars of the ELF next year. I'm, I'm putting it, uh, stamping it right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to watch this offense. I think they're going to put up a lot of points um, in a fun division that uh, will feature a lot of offense in the Eastern Conference. For sure. Um, and I think one of the ways they're going to stop um, 
opposing team scoring is with good old Kyle Kitchens, right? Returning again for, what, third year now? Um, every year he tears it up. He seems to love the city. He seems to love playing for the team. And he produces for them on a huge scale. Um, I think last year when they had David Azinian, that was a kind of like the one-two for them. And I feel like David, obviously, they used him a lot of blitzes. Um, and so it was kind of, you couldn't take your your eyes off the two of them. Whereas now it's like, who's replacing David? Um, we're not actually sure. And it allows teams to double, maybe even triple team Kyle Kitchens. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit unsure about what's going to happen there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you saw them bring in a American defensive back to pair with Kitchens, which, um, you know, obviously makes sense. We see a lot of teams, you know, using a defensive back, um, some teams even two defensive backs in the past. Uh, Alex Spillum is that defensive back. Really interesting prospect out of Coastal Carolina. Um, ended up playing like five or six years there because of, uh, you know, the COVID um, uh, rules going on in the NCAA during that time. Uh, put up big numbers, had a short cup of coffee, as they say, with the Green Bay Packers uh, uh, before moving on to the German Football League. And, and last year played for the Trebuchet Unicorns, came in late, made some big plays, interception in the German Bowl, and now moves on to the Berlin Thunder in the ELF. So this guy, we just saw a glimpse of what he can do, you know, at the European level last year. Um, so he could be a, a big upgrade um, from the uh, American import they had last year in, in Robbie Kendall. Uh, that's kind of the potential that this young guy has. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think across the board, they have upgraded. Um, I think their roster has deepened. I think the only major loss is David Azinian. Um, but apart from that, I think they have upgraded in almost every position. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. And I think they can compete this year. And they almost made the playoffs last year. Um, and I think they, again, probably might make the playoffs this year. But one thing I really like about the Thunder's offseason is they've been winning the recruiting battle in Berlin. They've been able to get guys like Max Zimmerman, some of the top German talent from teams like the Berlin Rebels, the Berlin Adler, maybe even taking some players from the uh, Potsdam Royals, because there is a lot of good football in the German capital city metro area. And they've been able to pluck that and bring it into the Thunder program, which they haven't been able to do consistently before. Yeah, and I think it goes back to that argument or that conversation, which we seem to have all the time, is Elf is the more attractive league player, right? I think just, yeah, as the years go by, more and more players will basically say, hey, look, I love my local team, but I just want to try something new, right? Well, you, you know your, your time is finite playing football in Europe, and you want to try all the stages, and especially if there's one around the corner. If there's a bigger stage across the road, do you know I mean, it's not as if you have to travel across Europe, not as if you travel across the globe to go to this different stage. There's a team across the road asking you to play for them. Um, they're going to pay you. They're going to put you in a nice kit. Um, yeah, treat you well. Yeah, I guess it's just it's just that, isn't it? It's just players are going to eventually keep leaking over. Right. It's the most professional environment you could ask for in Europe. You're traveling to Spain. You're traveling to Italy now. You're traveling to uh, Austria. You, before you were traveling to Turkey to play football. Like, that's so cool. Um, and the players will love that. And obviously the exposure they get through the social media, through the game pass, through playing on German television yeah, is going to be uh, unparalleled in any other league that, that's available to them. Yeah, and I think it's the closest thing to um, NFL Europe, right? That, that's, mm -hmm. that was seen as the shining light in Europe. That was the closest thing that Europe came to professional football. It was professional football, obviously. We've had 
Hall of Famers come through NFL Europe, Kurt Warner, D'Angelo Hall, uh, James Harrison. But um, now, yeah, this is the closest thing to it. And I think, yeah, that's another reason uh, players are so keen to jump over self. And yeah, I mean, they've now got a second year coach as well in Johnny Schmuck. Uh, Johnny Schmuck, Schmuck, how do you want to say it? Um, probably not Schmuck, Schmuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, second year coach. And so there is some familiarity there. So there is some stability on the team, right? Um, and I, I think he's got a good coaching staff as well. Absolutely. Uh, one guy that people will have their eyes on is Henry Schlegel, 23-year-old offensive coordinator. Uh, doesn't really matter what level of football you're playing. That's quite an accomplishment, whether that's uh, college football, German football, ELF, or, uh, you know, uh, Aufbau Liga, eighth league in Germany. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, Henry's an interesting guy. He's worked with the Thunder last year um, yeah, as an offensive assistant. Uh, he comes from the Hildesheim Invaders program where he was a junior coach and helped the seniors. So really interesting guy, young offensive mind. And this guy has the chance to put up a lot of points with this offense. Uh, and so I'm really excited about his coaching future. I think um, maybe he's going to sling the ball around in sort of an air raid style with with Donovan Isom. And, um, yeah, really excited to see what Schlegel can do because to be 23 years old, be calling the plays for a team that has this much talent is really exciting. Yeah, it's a great resume builder. Um, and on the flip side of that, he has all this weaponry on offense he doesn't take advantage of it. People will start looking at his age, right, and say he wasn't ready for it. Um, mm. But let's hope that's not the case uh, for Schlegel and Schmuck. As we mentioned before, the Berlin Thunder are playing in the Eastern Division, featuring the Frevrar Enthroners, Roslaw Panthers, Leipzig Kings, Prague Lions, and, of course, the defending champion, Vienna Vikings. Uh, so an interesting mix of teams there. Um, so let's go in and break down their 2023 schedule. Daniel, start us off. Thunder at Enthroners in Hungary. Yes. Even though it's a home game for the Enthroners and it's their first game in the league, I think they take an L here. I don't think that their defense, mostly domestic defense, obviously, is going to be able to handle the Berlin offense, basically. I think Berlin are going to come out firing. They have three amazing receivers, three deep threat receivers as well. And, yeah, I just, I just don't think that the Enthroners have the um, capabilities to handle it. I think they lose. I don't think their offense scores a lot of points either. So, yeah, I think the Berlin Thunder take the win. All right. 1-0 for the Thunder. For the Thunder, Week two, I think they take a loss as Vienna comes to Berlin. Um, Vienna, I think, is uh, not rebuilding. They are reloading. Uh, really stacked team. I think they get the win week two. Uh, interesting Week three, Roslaw comes to Berlin. We saw some epic matchups between these two teams last year. Who do you have taking the win week three? Yeah, I think these two teams, like they're, they're both a player away from being a, a top echelon team in the league, but they're not quite there yet, but they're very close. That's why they're both fighting for the playoffs. But I think a key matchup here is going to be in the secondary. We're going to speak about this a lot, but losing Goran Zek, probably the best European, maybe if not one of the best defensive backs in the league last year, is going to be a huge blow, right? How are they going to handle those three receivers now? So, yeah, I think Berlin take the win. Yeah, I agree. Um, secondaries will have the Thunder matchup uh, circled across the league, I think, um, with those three absolute ballers that they have uh, on the outside. Um, next, we have Berlin Thunder going to Hamburg. 
I think it's going to be tough for them to win against the uh, Western Conference teams, um, you know, like uh, Paris, Hamburg, or Ryan Fire, or, or even Galaxy, um, just because those guys are so stacked. Um, so I think I think they lose at Hamburg there uh, in week four. Uh, week five, they travel to Leipzig. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, I think it's another win for them. I think uh, Leipzig, since, since coming into the league, have struggled. I think it's hard, basically, bringing a team up from the ground. Um, and yeah, Berlin have been around for a while. So yeah, I think Berlin take this one. Yeah, and I, I think they win the next week as well as they host the Enthroners. Um, we talked about that offense. Um, it's going to be it's going to be hard to stop. And uh, the Enthroners, we we have to see what what we get from them. Um, they're a question mark heading into this league uh, and this season. So I think Berlin, you know, has been trending in the right direction the, the last few years. They get this win um, hosting the Enthroners. Next, they travel to Prague. Uh, this is a big game uh, in the Eastern Conference. Who do you think gets this win? I think Berlin take it again. I think Prague, yeah, I think Prague are a good team. But I think the divisions within Czech football have made it so that the Prague Lions don't have the best players available. Mm. Uh, and I think that's going to hurt them in the long run. I think it's going to hurt them in depth as well. And so I think at this point in the season, it's going to be a difference maker. And I think Berlin are going to take it again. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive more into the uh, Czech football situation in our Prague Lions episode coming soon. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, the next week, Berlin Thunder travel to the Austrian capital, Vienna, and they get their butts kicked by the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> taking an L to the champs, no shame in that. Um, then they play the Lions again. So interesting, they played the Lions uh you know, uh, twice in three weeks, uh, this time in Berlin. Yeah, I'm going to say pretty much what I said before. I think they're going to yeah take the win. I think they beat them both times. I think they beat the new new boys in the block, Enthroners and Lions, um, both games. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Next week, they travel to Roslau. I think they lose uh, in Poland for that one. Um, yeah. It kind of depends where these teams are at, right, in the season so far, because now we're creeping towards the end, and uh, you have to think, what are they playing for? Are they still fighting for playoff position? But um, no matter what, I think that's a tough place to play in in Roslau. So I think Berlin takes a loss there. Uh, the penultimate week, they play the Leipzig. They play host to the Leipzig Kings. Uh, do you see them sweeping the Kings? I do see them sweeping the Kings. Off the floor, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, then they finish the season hosting the Sea Devils. Uh, yeah, like I said before, I think Sea Devils are just too stacked. Uh, we know the coaching staff well in Hamburg, and um, I think what the, what Hamburg has is depth, right? And that's where they can beat teams, uh, and their secondary will be deep. It's the last game of the season. You know there's going to be injuries. If any team is ready for that last game, it's probably Hamburg. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think uh, Hamburg are going to be a dynamic team this year, far more than they were last year. I think they're going to offer a lot more. And so, yeah, it's going to be a hard, hard game to win for Berlin. Absolutely. So, according to our predictions, that puts them at 7-5. and five. Is that a – do they just miss the playoffs again at 7-5? and five? It could happen. Um and you know, if, yeah. they, if they if they take the Panthers game twice, that's a different conversation, right? 
I think that's going to be a key matchup for them. It's going to be beating the Panthers twice. I think the others, they have won, won and the others, unfortunately, have lost against the big teams. But if they can beat the Panthers twice, then that might be a playoff spot for them. Absolutely. So, Berlin Thunder, our prediction is 7-5. and five. Good luck to the Thunder this year. And um, if you made it to this point in the video, please like, subscribe, rate the podcast, and stay tuned for our next State of the Franchise.